the hurling as he said he, how much he hated Cork as well this fella just seems to hate everybody right so this is why I haven't joined the podcast just yet I think I might leave it off we might get a bit heated subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts rugby on off the ball with Vodafone main sponsor of the Irish rugby team we all belong to the team of us And you're welcome to Off the Ball Saturday here on News Talk. John Duggan with you three to five. It's all about Kerry Tyrone today, three forty-five. Followed by our man Monaghan will be live to Croke Park and Ross Munley in about ten to fifteen minutes' time. Uh, just big wins for Kerry and Mayo in the Ladies Football Championship today. Group three, round three. Kerry two twenty-one, Cavan two five at Austin Stack Park. In Group one, round three, just finished Mayo two fifteen, leash eight points at McHale Park. At the moment, it's halftime in Conakilty. Cork 5-8 to Barreri 1-3 in Group 4, Round 3. At the Curra, the early stud stakes has been won by Matrika, the 5-2 on favourite, ridden by Ryan Moore for trainer Aidan O'Brien. The Tour de France is underway in Bilbao. We have the cricket, England, and struggling against Australia at the moment. Australia 239 for 6, leading England by 330 runs in the second test at Lords with four wickets in the bag as well. But now we're going to concentrate on rugby. Just let you know as folks as well that Braeburn Coffee is the official coffee partner of OTB. Whether you're travelling to work in the morning or training in the evening, Braeburn will give you the boost you need, available at Apple Green locations nationwide. Each week as well, folks, we're giving you one lucky viewer a €100 voucher to spend on some Braeburn Coffee goodness in Apple Green store near you. So to enter, check out at Off The Ball on Twitter. Just like and retweet our Braeburn competition post and you're in the draw to win that voucher. So win for Ireland's under-20 rugby players against Fiji on Tuesday will be enough to guarantee them a place in the semis of the World Championship in South Africa. Richie Murphy's Grand Slam winners beat Australia on Thursday after drawing with England in their opening pool game. And joining us on the line to discuss the tournament and a few issues in rugby as well is the former Ireland and Munster player Fiona Hayes. Fiona has form. Good, John. Delighted to be here. Yeah, great to talk to you as always, Fiona. Just before we get into the under-20s, this is a breaking story today that the Six Nations and Sanzar organisation, that's the body overseeing the four Southern Hemisphere countries, so New Zealand, Australia, Argentina, South Africa. They're going to have a competition in the July and November windows from 2026 onwards. The tournament will be held every second year around the Lions Tours and World Cups, and Ireland will obviously be involved in that. How does it sound to you, Fiona? Uh, it's it's a tough one, John. I think... Um one of the main things kind of coming out about it when I was looking at it today was the likes of Georgia because it's a tier system you know the likes of Georgia they won't get chances to play the bigger teams um you know and when it comes to when it comes to Ireland when it comes to these games and and coaching wise you're 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 trying to pull out your your big squads because it's something you want to do when you'd you'd worry about those fringe players getting game time as well because they're all going to be huge in for internationals and obviously player fatigue you know player welfare comes into it as well and I think that's the big question and also Ireland probably won't have these tours of New Zealand for example last summer's tour was great we won that's maybe going to be a thing of the past yeah, and that was huge. I went over to that myself, John. I, I had a great time over there. And, you know, for the fans to be able to travel and get those um, get those games under the belt as well, because you're playing the one team. So, you, as I said, you can kind of change up the squads. Guys will, will get a run out as well. So those days are gone. And I think that's huge in rugby, being able to, to go and tour countries like that. I mean, Ireland and the fans, we've always loved it. And it kind of seems this big tournament is, is probably, when you look at it, it's just probably money-based and... Ha- ha- 
how they get money, you know, is is by just playing these big, huge games and, and for the benefit of the game and the players, I'm not sure it's it's the best welfare-wise. Okay. Um, you've been analysing the under-20 games for Virgin Media, Fiona. The Irish pack has been excellent so far. They really dominated against Australia. Yeah, huge this week. Um, I'd say they kind of looked at the video, John, last week, especially around scrum time. Um, England kind of got the better of them. Um, the lineup was excellent in that first game, same as the second game. Gus McCarthy's been brilliant, but the scrum impressed me massively in that second game against Australia. Um, you know, they they swapped uh, Paddy McCarthy. He moved up. He Fox came into into tight head, and Paddy McCarthy switched to loose, and it made a huge difference. And the cohesion of them was was brilliant in the game, but especially the back row. I mean, there's a lot talk about that Australian back row coming into the competition. You know, their back three as well. A lot of them are kind of in Super Rugby contracts, have played a, a few games uh, through that Super Rugby tournament. But just to see the, how powerful and cohesive that. Irish pack was was brilliant to watch I think they clicked England maybe as I said they might have been a little bit disappointed but they really clicked and played perfect weather conditions on 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 the game the other day Do Fiji pose any threat they were well beaten by England we need to beat them on Tuesday now to get into the last four yeah, they, they do. Um, you know, um, I was talking in studio, myself and Ian were talking about it. You know, the old days of Fiji just throwing the ball around and he was saying he's often seen Samoan teams warm up and they just throw a ball in and they just go for it. Those days are gone because, uh, you know, as I said, the Super Rugby, you have Fiji Drua in it and they're getting a bit more structure around the game. So they have that threat, obviously, with that offloading and how they have the ability to play from anywhere on the pitch so they do pose that but they're a lot more structured and you can see they're well coached I feel like Ireland will be far too strong for them but they definitely gave Australia a shock in that first game um, I think it was only in the last maybe 10 minutes that Australia pulled away from them and, and got that win in the end Sam Pendergast is a very talented out half for Ireland what skills does he have? Um, look, you know, um, I think last week or the last game Australia, he might have been under a little bit of pressure regarding his kicking game because from the tee in the first game, he missed four, which was unusual to see. There's been a lot of talk about him, rightly so, but it puts a lot of pressure on him to be to be good in all areas of the game. And I, I think after that first game, Australia, I'd say Richie Murphy took him aside um, to relax because we know his ability he's a beautiful spiral kick but what's impressed me most John is is his control of the pack and and in and his ability to play both on the game line and kind of stay deep as well it, especially in that Australia game we saw him really pulling the strings you know he had, he had a different centre um, partnership out, outside him and he was able to just control them so well he takes the ball right up he's able to pull it back and he's got this amazing kind of loop pass that just skips out players and gets wide so he's got a lot of um, good aspects um, to his game and I think this tournament in particular we'll see him kick on another notch again as I said he, he looked a slight bit nervous in that first game really came into it in Australia and I think Fiji will see him let loose we'll see a lot more kicking from him than we have done is it pine the sky, Fiona, because there's been such an issue around the succession stakes with Johnny Sexton and who's the number 10 going to be going into the future and Jack Crowley seems to be the flavour of the month at the moment. Is it just is it madness to think this guy could be in a World Cup squad for Ireland at senior level? No, it's, it's, it's not madness in the future. I mean, you're looking at that talent. Um, I think that's the thing about him, John, is that everyone sees that kind of Johnny Sexton in him. You know, in that first game against England, he got in under the ball and he held 
nailed that ball up twice for a mall. It's very unusual. You'd see a 10 get stuck into that nitty gritty area of the game. And Johnny has the ability to do that. He tackles really low and, you know, he throws himself about the place. He's 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 tall in height, but he doesn't have a huge frame, but he, he really gets in the midst of it. So I think um I think we are doing a lot of talk about it and, there, and there's more and more pressure. I'm sure he's listening to this. He's been compared to, to the 10. He's still quite young and... It's it's whether he'll get. I think the big thing is whether next season we'll see him get that game time. You know, because we know that there's guys ahead of him in um, Leinster at the minute, but whether Leo pushes him through and we'll see a lot more game time of him. Because we saw it, and especially with Carberry, if you can get a couple of good games or if you have a, a couple of bad games, and, it, you know... It, either way and Crowley was the same you'll either push yourself onto a squad or, or you'll knock yourself off and I, I think with Johnny going out there's a lot of players looking at that and you know you would imagine they'll be going for a younger out half Crowley you know Prendergast you know Crowley at the minute probably has more minutes beside him but I, I definitely think he's one to watch for the future if managed correctly a club Can we win this under 20 World Cup? Oh, um, I, I'm really strong. You know, we beat them in. Um, I suppose we beat them in the Six Nations tournament, so we might be favourites going into the game. But they've picked it up another level in their last two games. They really, absolutely. The, the scoreline mightn't show, but they walloped New Zealand off the pitch. They're so physical. They're after lifting their game. We had them down in Cork and um, kind of got uh, there was a red card in that match that you know gave us kind of the upper hand. If 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 we can keep going and depending on the semi-final, I, I, I think the guys in a final might be France, but if we catch them in the semi-final, I'm not too sure. They're very, very strong. But definitely that 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 pack in particular are so, so good and the back line. But John is well creeping into it, I suppose, with these kind of um you know, there's been a couple of players sighted, and when there's someone sighted, you can't you can't bring them in. If, if they're banned so that squad depth is going to be very important as well going into Fiji and hopefully that semi-final final. Yeah, discipline's important is maybe something we need to work on a bit Yeah, it's it's kind of it's you know you know yourself they're cracking down on that tackle height so um, it's actually quite funny when you watch not funny but when you watch it back um, you can see that it's it's fatigue almost it's coming to the latter stages of the game I think it was probably the exact uh, same amount of time left on the clock when McNabney ha- had made that high tackle and it's almost like when fatigue sets in and there's any change in direction it, it's hard to lower that height so, so they need to kind of probably have a look at that and and trying to get that adjusted and how they'll be able to, to you know to to bring that into those big moments towards the end of the game because I thought their discipline throughout the game was fine but it's just as it's creeping towards those latter end end of the game that we can see and it's the same with other squads that maybe that technique goes out of your head a little bit and your body doesn't react as quick as you'd like it to. So we're talking about the under twenties here to play Fiji on Tuesday. The pitches, if anybody's watched this, the pitch in Parle, now they've had bad weather there, but it's almost like, remember the bog you played Italy in in the uh, 2013 uh, Grand Slam game? Absolutely. You were all, they look like, some of the guys look like they're swimming. I think it was Argentina in the first game. Um, I thought the match was over, but they just completed their warm-up. Their whole jerseys, their heads, everything was covered in muck. Um, so it's not great conditions. And it, it's similar, I suppose, to um, when I would have played in the World Cup as well, that all, all the games are on in the one pitch in, in a certain group. So you're probably looking at three games. So if you don't get that first game in the morning, you could be absolutely swimming or sailing around the pitch by late that evening. Evening. It's uh, not pleasant. No, it, it doesn't. 
doesn't look too pleasant. Now, look, it suited, you know, a lot of people thought it might suit the Australian kicking game in, in that match because um their, their kicking game has been so good and they'd looked at that in those conditions. But I thought Ireland handled the conditions perfectly. And these guys, you know, from having played all their matches on 4G to go out onto that pitch and put in such a, a performance and the, the nice and grit and mock of that and so controlled and disciplined as well was brilliant. We're talking about the pack being so good. So are there bolters from that pack who could be um, maybe household names in a year or two? Definitely, definitely. Um, I think, uh, you know, Gus McCarthy is someone to watch at Hogan. He, he, you know, his ability at line-out time, um, bar maybe like uh, two, I'd say, two to three max throws in both games, um, I, it probably didn't go to hand and that could got to do with jumpers as well. So he's someone that's huge. Um, I said it at the time, I, I don't think a lot of people are too happy whether he stays at Leinster with the quality hooker, Sheen and Heller that's there, you know, that might inhibit how he progresses as well. But, um, you know, the back row, McNabney, Ruan Quinn, uh, Gleeson, it's just, they have been quite outstanding. We saw Gleeson was probably injured and that's why he didn't start that first game. So he came off the bench, but he was so explosive. And I definitely think we'll see a lot more of him in, in Munster and and Conor O'Tiernig in second row is another guy who's been brilliant and obviously you can't not talk about the two props uh, who I love to chat about but Paddy McCarthy around the pitch is so so good and you know looking at him in the first game at tight head I I, I thought he might have got caught a a little bit by England but switching over to loose last week he was immense and unfortunately the old props never get player the game but he was definitely up there to, to get it. Well we know by the World Cup ahead of us in France that we have to have fit props Otherwise, we're going to be in trouble. And in terms oh, of the in terms of the sevens, the men's qualify for this week for the Olympics. The women's have already qualified as well. You will have new eyeballs on rugby in Paris next year. That's the positive of the sevens. Yeah, it's 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 huge for the sevens. I mean, to have both teams going to that, it, it's so good for them. And you know, the work rate, everything that they've done throughout the year, it's probably not televised or people wouldn't see a lot of it because a lot of it is only streamed. But you know, these players are are pushing every week and, and to come out and the men's in particular. I know they qualified last year, but every time I'm watching that that team, they're getting better and better. And we could have two teams that could get medals next year. They both have the ability to be in that top three. I think. Was it, was it the right call in that in hindsight to have a sevens program for the women's in addition to the 15s? <laughs> You're trying to catch me out, John. I'll be killed. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. No, definitely. Look, it's it's. I've always said it. It's it's a it's a brilliant sport to watch. I love it. Um, you know, it, it's there. I, I'll always throw it on when I can it's just the kind of I suppose the figuring out especially in the women's how because there's so many good athletes you know what they want to play how best for both teams to thrive and survive is is the main thing so yeah it's brilliant for them they were absolutely delighted and rightly so I mean they they work the work they've put into qualify is is huge Um, obviously I I love the 15s game because I was a slow prop and obviously couldn't play sevens so um, I, I want the best players in the pitch when I watch 15s but we just just need to get the balance right, and I think for and I think it, it's getting there definitely. Fiona, uh, we'll see you on Virgin Media for the rest of the under twenties, and uh, the best of luck with it. And great chat to you as always. Cheers, thanks, John. Have a good one. Fiona Hayes, there uh, from Ireland International, speaking about the chances of the under twenties winning this world championship. Now, after the break, we're going to build up to the All Ireland Senior Football Quarter Final between Kerry and Tyrone. Ross Munley's at Croke Park.